this is Stevie D from Buck Cherry, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, how's it going out there, everyone? Welcome back to your brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, back here again, this time, along with Stevie D, uh, quite the honor man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series, series today. <laughs> What's um, going on? How you man, been? I, I'm good, man. You know, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Buck Cherry with the release of your ninth studio album. I can't believe I'm even saying that number. Uh, Hellbound, yeah. which drops June 25th on Round Hill Music. Now, first things first, Stevie, I want to commend you guys on all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far. I mean, could we expect anything less, honestly? I mean, with those singles, So Hot and the title track, Hellbound. Yeah. Plenty of yeah. amazing things to unravel about this album. But before we get to all that and beyond, I know you guys are on tour right now, which is one of the most exciting things to see happening these days. How are you? Yeah. I know it's a simple question, but it's an important one to ask. How's the touring life right now? <laughs> it's uh, while well, we're just getting started, we're on show three. Right. Um, and uh, it's been a minute since uh, all of us have been on the same bus. And in the in touring mode, usually what we've done is uh, just we fly dates. So we fly in, we right. have limited gear, we make that work for uh, you know the seventy five minutes, and then we fly home. Uh, this one uh, we had a bunch of gear uh, cargoed uh, to our tour bus, and uh, that met, met us at the first show. So the first show was sorting out all our stuff, and then getting it up on the stage, and then making sure it all worked. And then uh, having the show. So now I think we're finding the rhythm in the day. Um, Also, like, you know, getting, you know, what time we're getting to sleep and what time we're getting up. And you got to kind of pace yourself because our schedules at home are are very different in contrast. You know, of course, I remember seeing uh, uh, I remember seeing just recent footage of you guys performing live and just in the last two dates that you were talking about. Uh, Obviously, you know, life as of late, many of us have also been away from the stage lot, you know, fans and musicians and alike, you know, now that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, what were the days like for you, Stevie, leading up to hitting the road again? Like, were you able to keep up your guitar chops? Is everything like, yeah, feel like it went by in a blink at the same time? Uh, no, it didn't feel like it went by in a blink. <laughs> you know, I was in it. I was present for every day, sometimes every minute of the day. Um, I'm a single dad. And uh, the silver lining in all of that, for me, I know for Josh, that uh, we got to be home with our families. We did quite a bit of touring in 2019. And historically, we've done a lot of touring, which takes us away from home and our families. So getting to uh, be home with them and uh, be present was uh, a real gift. So, you know, and sometimes it and it's not easy. You know, it's... uh, switching gears getting into the mindset of being dad is uh, is is night and day from being out here being a viking and uh and and touring you know yeah and and you know what you kind of just touch on that briefly uh, buck cherry's been around since 95 and i know you joined the band a little bit later in the timeline but you've been at this for over two decades even maybe even longer than that i i do begin yeah. to wonder how was the you know the touring life and the live music experience for you personally, because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career. You played at, you know, Monsters of Raw, Crew Fest, Rock Fest, uh, Sweden Rock yeah, Festival, yeah. Jay Leno. I remember seeing you guys at yeah. uh, How the Edge Stole Christmas back in <laughs> yeah. what, 2006 at that Nokia Theater in Grand Prairie. And now 
you know, we've all kind of been kind of just forced to take yeah. this whole unexpected step back. And has in this last year, has that made you develop, yeah. I don't know, a newfound appreciation, maybe even a growing appreciation of the touring life? Yeah, I, it's uh, absolutely. I, you know, um, it's our bread and butter. This is where we make our living. It's the, the tour, the music environment that we knew when we were kids, where we, bands would sell or millions of records and uh, have mansions. That that that's all gone. But the way the way we do it, where we, we make make our money is by touring, selling the you know merch and all that. Yeah. So to have that taken. Um, to have that put on hold um, really uh, kind of messes with your head. So what Josh and I did to stay busy and to stay focused on why we do this and, and uh, our love for me is we, we jumped right into the writing mode and uh, you stay focused on that. And then everything around you can, can change. But if, if you are working towards a common goal, um, you know, you can get a lot of work done. Yeah. And, and uh, not be affected so much by the quarantine and the restrictions and the mandates and the divided country and, oh, uh, you know, and, and all, and all the politics. Yeah. And we I mean? can, and we can go down that rabbit hole as much as we and, want. And, like and keep it, keep it about what's important. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say, you know, uh, and you did also mention this as well, because you guys have done this along with, hundreds of other artists. Stevie, I wanted to get your take on it because with the touring life you're talking about, there's no wrong answer to this because we've had so many artists on Interview Under Fire like Devin Townsend and Atreyu, August Burns Red and Trivium. Uh, I, I do begin to wonder because a lot of the bands, what they did with the live streaming, you know, what they did on stage. I know you guys have done a couple of gigs of that as well. Uh, I, I begin to wonder like if you think like what we saw during the rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, has it already been affected? Do you still see bands doing something like that, even when we get back into normality here soon? Um, I mean, I probably, you know, like hmm. Zoom calls are more <laughs> frequent. And, and I imagine will still be uh, because of the ease of use, you know, the convenience of being face to face. You know that that's already changed forever so i think i don't think it's going to take away the live show though you know yeah. people still want people still want to hear music and see videos but they still want to come to the live show i did we just did two shows and with limited capacity but these people were absolutely insane because <laughs> they missed it so much yeah so and 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 we miss doing it you know so I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to change for the worst, but it's definitely going to be different. Yeah. You know? There's so many things to pick apart about what makes, you know, live music amazing. And the thing that, that makes Buck Cherry, Buck Cherry is the live presence that you guys put on stage. And, you know, I've had a lot of artists on here. They talk about, yeah, I would still love to do live streaming. It still gives me a chance to gauge with my fans. Some artists would say, yeah. I'm not doing anything until, until all this is over. I don't know if you remember yeah, uh, yeah. Metallica did this uh, live streaming event just for one weekend last August at the drive-in and uh they, mm -hmm. I, I think they did it in majority of the states dallas sold out completely luckily a friend of mine had a ticket he asked me mm -hmm. if i wanted to go i was like sure i'll go let's see what happens and uh what's one of the most common things we hear at like at a rock metal show let me see those horns right and you just see like a sea of horns <laughs> and you get that 
you get yeah. that adrenaline rush. So I remember yeah. uh, three days grace open. And instead, what did sure. we get? Uh, we they said, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, let me hear you honk your horn. So if you roll your window down, you just hear cars honking yeah. just in silence. Yeah. <laughs> the point yeah. is, the yeah. point is, it just the, the me... intensity is that. It... <laughs> no, go ahead. No, the the intensity is different with with those kinds of shows. Are spread out. The sound system isn't the same. You know, you can't be as close to the PA. And then if uh, you know, and if you're in your car being forced to be separate there's a, an energy that happens when people get together that you know feeds the band that feeds the audience and it just goes back and forth you know, which you don't get in a drive-in you know yeah, yeah. it just so, made me miss or, that or live a, experience or a socially more. distant show yeah uh but hey it, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad i intended it. Sure. it still brings a whole new different perspective to the whole realm of live music now uh Stevie, yeah. speaking of music, let's talk about Hellbound. Why don't we talk about everything head to toe? The new album yes, comes out June 25th on Roundhill Music. And this is the follow-up to 2019's War Paint. And this is quite the follow-up because Hellbound is also the first album released by you and your label partners, uh, Roundhill Music. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about them. I and mean, what is it like being on Roundhill Music's roster alongside other notable artists like Collective Soul and Dropkick Murphys, Rob Thomas, you know, to name a few? Yeah. Yeah, um, well, that was uh, we were brought on uh, with a guy named Josh Bruce and uh, part of the attraction or a lot of the attraction for us is we uh, a partner at the studio at Siena Studios, which used to be quad was uh, Marty Fredrickson. So, right. We're uh, we, we've been on the battlefield together years ago and we're still friends. And uh, our manager came to us and said, you know, give me a short list of the producers you want to work with. And without really knowing, um, you know, who, who's over there at Roundhill, Marty was already at the top of our list. And he said that he just so happens to be part of this label and, uh, well, not the label, but of, of the studio. And it was a no brainer. Uh, we get along with Marty. We get a lot done. There's a, a, a chemistry that happens without a lot of talking. And, um, that's a good thing. So, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, there's a songwriting language that has that happens uh, that uh, we don't have to work. It, it, when we get with somebody new, there's uh, something that happens where you have to kind of get to know each other and, and, and learn the language between each other. Um, we just jumped in and we wrote for one week and came up with uh, six amazing songs and uh, where I thought we would just get one song for the week you know so um so hot is one of them hellbound is one of them yeah and those we wrote each in a day yeah. uh, you know top to, top to bottom and uh, was, uh pretty pretty awesome right i, I do want to talk about marty here in a second but now th- this album when i received it i mean from songs like five four three two one title track normalized to to junk to barricade which is my personal favorite i mean you guys have I'm just a fan out there, but you guys have done it again. I mean, you already have albums which have gone to be certified double platinum, as is the case with your recent news on the album 15. Congrats on that. Came out in 06. And this is just yeah, another another impressive addition to your catalog. I mean, you guys have really honed in on your sound and have stayed true to that yeah. over the years. I mean, we can dive into the genres of hard rock and alternative all you want, but I don't care who you are. Nine records is not an easy thing to do. And yet here you are. So walk me through this TV. Like does writing get easier or does yeah. the 
I don't know, the pressure of so many great records make it harder. Well, there, there is a, it, initially there's a pressure. There's initially, you know, like, because somewhere along the way, people are, are going to compare your previous work with what's current. Of so, but you have to go in, not strive, not chasing anything. You can't chase a sound. You can't chase any kind of success. It, it, you'll fail. You know, so what we wanted to do, what we went into consciously, we we went in just wanting to write the best music we could. And we had a lot of time to do it. So we, we basically had all 2020 before we'd have a month or two to write a record, record it and put it out. Now we had all of 2020 to write and we took our time. And what happened at the end is Marty called uh, tw- 25 plus songs down to 10. So it was a cohesive, consistent rock and roll record. You know what I mean? He yeah. picked the 10 that all sounded great and, and take you on a journey. Um, and then what Josh did was put him in, you know, into an order that kind of takes you on that journey. So he's, he's, he's always the one that picks a set list uh, for the show. And, and he, and he, and he, and he put, and he takes the songs for the album. And what we wanted to do was have two sides for the album. So, you know, one through five, and then on the other side, one through five. So oh, interesting. It, there's, a, there's, there's a concerted effort on, on, on the sound of this album and the way it rolls front to back. Yeah. And then you kind of just helped me with this transition. Cause now with Marty, uh, uh, it sounded so polished, sounded so raw and pure. Like I knew it was Buck Cherry, you know, I'm yeah. kind of an audiophile yeah. these days. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound sure. the way I want to sound it. A lot of EQ yeah. levels being raised back and forth. Sure. And, and Marty, uh, I know he also produced black butterfly. He's also known for his work with Aerosmith. Carrie Underwood, mm-hmm. Motley Crue, to name a few. I'm sure there was yeah. that sense of comfortability in the studio for you guys, knowing that you have someone like Marty working on Hellbound with you. Because I know you guys recorded this in Nashville yeah. in November 2020. Yeah, he he knows what we're about. He knows where our strengths lie. He knows um, what makes Buck Cherry uh, a great band, and he knows what what uh, he understands what why it became so popular. So, because uh, he was a part of that. So knowing that he's uh, in the front driving the bus um, is very comforting. Because there's, there's been uh, a lot of times, we, we, you know, Josh and I did uh, some stuff outside of Buck Cherry and we worked with some people that we had never uh, worked with before and or hung out with. And it's, um, you know, like when you're talking to them, you, you wonder, does this guy understand what I'm saying to him? Like I'm trying to get a, an idea across and I'm not sure if they're getting it, you know? And you know, when you're working with Marty, he's going to translate all that for you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like you just talked about, even the album mm-hmm. art, I'm, I'm hoping you, you were able, if you're able to shed some more light on this because the lyricism surrounding Hellbound, I began to think if there was a reason why, you guys chose songs like So Hot and the title track as singles before the release. Like if there was a theme to this album and if there was, to what level do you like to have something like that for your music? Like how important are themes or concepts for you? Um, I, we didn't go into this with uh, 
con you know a concept for the for the whole okay but not not, not like we did for like let's say confessions right um, yeah or, or 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 even the f the f album you yeah. know there was a a loose concept on that one but for this one it was all about writing the best songs the best rock and roll songs we could write yeah, as simple so, as that so was it like different this time around in any sport sort of perspective like when you sit down to write a piece of music as far as instrumentals lyrics what comes first or even if something like that you you kind of have like a i don't know like a like a preset list mentally when you sit down to write well it it, it, it happens all different ways um josh will show up one day you know he'll sing me something over the phone okay. and then i'll be like come on over and then I'll put on a click and he'll sing it and I'll give him a key with the acoustic guitar and he'll sing it verse through the chorus. You know, I'll be snapping his fingers or I'll give him a piano part. We did that with the way and um, he'll come up with the melody over that. I'll record uh, a guitar, just a guitar and and drums and just send it him, send him uh, the two tracks, uh, first chorus, verse chorus. If he connects, and we finish the rest of it. If uh, if it kind of uh, you know if it isn't so easy, then we kind of put it on hold and revisit it later, or not. You know. Yeah. And he saw it all different ways. Hmm? No, no. Go and finish your thought because I want to. I want to ask that next one. The la- the last six songs uh, were created in Nashville, and uh, Marty would. Uh, it, it was it was important to him. Like it was all about the beat so it would start with the beat and uh it had to be a cool beat and then i would start playing guitar to it and then uh and then we'd send the file uh through email to josh and he would write in the hotel and then bring it in and sing it in the morning you know okay so it happened all different different kinds of ways were there uh, was there a song that almost didn't make the track list um there was a song no more lies okay and uh and it's it it originally sounded like it was a riff rock kind of song maybe akin to montrose bad motor scooter you know okay and uh, i gotta revisit that song now (laughs) yeah and 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 it doesn't now it resembles not you wouldn't be able to tell and uh it was finished top to bottom and i was like yeah, it's okay. You know, it's a rock <laughs> tune, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, put that one on the back burner and in the 11th hour, we, uh, brought it, we were at Marty's house and I was like, you know what? It's an, it's an okay song. Why don't you wipe the whole track clean, leave the vocal and the, and a, and a click. And then we just started messing with guitar riffs. Oh, so wow. instead of a, a instead of a guitar a rock riff, we went more uh, Zeppelin-y, Jamaica, um, maybe uh, a little bit more Oasis, you know. Yeah. Uh, something like that. A little bit more room to breathe, mo- a lot more holes instead of like a driving guitar riff. Yeah, and, and that, that's and uh, I was gonna say I really it, I really appreciated that song for what it for what it was. Everything you're mentioning. Yeah, it's a great song, you know, and now. It's a great song. You know, we all love it. It made the album. Would you see Hellbound as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? Absolutely. I like they're all they're all snapshots of where you are in your life at, at that particular time. I can put on 
uh, certain albums or songs and, 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 and remember what was going on. You know, there was a lot of stuff in 2020 in our personal lives that uh, weren't easy of you know, for a lot of people. But in our personal lives, we had stuff going on. And uh, I know for songs like Gun and songs like The Way, um, I remember what was going on at home when those songs were recorded, you know. Yeah, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we have discussed about so far, you know, whether it's being in a band that's been through the hard-earned success, playing for as long as you have, and the people you have met and worked with doing these amazing records, I mean, including the multiple touring cycles. I mean, your band, the name Buck Cherry, like it's a household name these days, you know, growing up listening oh, to you the- think so? I think so, because I grew up listening to, I mean, I remember that's pop, awesome. popping you guys on my CD player going to high school back in 05, 04, before that. <laughs> how old you know? are you now? I'm 31 now. No, 32. Oh I don't my know God. how old I am. Good Lord. I, I aged I aged This guy year. is in his 30s, and he, and he used to listen to us when he was a kid. Oh, that's, uh, shows that you, doesn't shows, make me feel old at all. Show, shows you a lot about my upbringing. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys have really kind of just, it reminded me back of just those good old days going to just, Little things like that, sitting on the bus and popping in 15. And I, I do be in wonder, like, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you, Stevie, who is now, you know, at this point in their career, at the same time, has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. Do you ever just stop to take a look back at how far you've come? Uh, it's funny you say that. It, it's... Uh again during 2020 you, you take an inventory of like why am i still doing this what's going on is this what's my idea of success here and when just when you think nothing's uh happening the way you imagined it or or something like that then you then you get news that it's been happening the whole time you know yeah i.e you get a call from your manager and set you know and you find out you've sold a million more records of, uh, of 15 or 2 million more of crazy bitch or 2 million more of sorry, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, you know? And, yeah. uh, and as long as, as long as you can hang tough during these, the, the low times, um, you, you, you get to see, um, what success looks like in this day and age, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to just, I feel like it would be easy to lose track of yourself the more successful you are. I think it's important to just kind of just push everything away for a second and kind of just look at yourself and just remind yourself why you do this and then kind of go back into it. Cause I feel like having time for yourself doing this whirlwind of years you guys have been through, I think it's very important. And it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to have little reminders like that, like you said, why you do what you do. And again, yeah. I wouldn't be here yeah. today without the music you guys put out. So much appreciation to what you guys have done throughout your career. Well, that's awesome. Thank um, you. Uh, no, thank you. Now, I don't now I don't know how much time we have. If we have if you have just five minutes, I know I talked about that surprise yeah. there at the end. So this always throws my guests off at uh-huh. the end. And uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. Okay. I'm, I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? <laughs> you know what? That's not, that's not a fair question. I'm not a lyric guy. I, okay. 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 I, 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 uh, I, you know, I'll, I can recall guitar riffs, muscle memory, all of that for days, 
But if you ask me about a lyric, you won't get I, it. I'm not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I think I see. I think I see Josh already shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. He, no, he's 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 watching tennis. Oh, oh no, it's, no, it's okay. It's all good. Okay, so what we'll yeah. do is, uh, I'll just ask a bonus. Then usually I end my interview with like, what's your favorite like you know, this, uh, like certain sort of category. Do you have, I don't know, five favorite albums or movies you can think of at the top of your head that you like to just call out? Uh, it, like the five go-to albums that I've always, you know, it always changed, you know, like my music tastes always change, but oh, right. the ones I always go back to, I always go back to like Highway to Hell, ACDC, Black, Back in Black, ACDC, Song awesome. Remains the Same, Led Zeppelin, uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Oh my gosh! Uh, You're marking up all my childhood dude. records right now. <laughs> yeah, like Prince loves sexy. I know. That's oh man, no, field. that's great. I love that. Uh, that that kind of shows your yeah. perspective in a catalog. Like as far as like, wow. You know, okay. like m- movie movies. It's a lot of, uh, you know, like if I want to um, just like shut off, you know, I'll go through uh, Star Wars. You know, I'll go through. <laughs> The, uh, you know, uh, like three or four Star Wars. Uh, pick one. Uh, I can do do that with the Matrix out uh, movies. You know. Okay. Yeah. So that that's kind of where my mindset. Right now, um, Josh and I are watching a show called Startup. But you know, we've done this on tour where it's like, what show are you watching, man? It's like Peaky Blinders. You know. Um, what was the one? Do you guys game have of, a game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah, obviously you have to. I'm <laughs> actually know, we, taking. You know, we got I'm, sucked into that. But, yeah, I'm taking know. my sibling through that whole journey. Like we just finished season six. I watched the whole thing. Have you finished the whole thing? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, okay. So, course, so yeah. obviously people have discrepancies yeah. on like how the ending was of that whole show, but we can yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that forever. Um, if yeah. do you guys have HBO Max? I'm just gonna throw this out there. If you guys have HBO Max. Uh, it's on in the bus. Uh, okay. I I do do. I don't know if I have it in my. Uh, okay. Having said I mean, that, I, do, yeah, I, yeah. I recommend you watch Mayor of East Town. It's with Kate Winslet. Uh, this just came out of left field for me. Um, I just okay. put it on one night, and it's it's only seven episodes. It's a limited series. Okay. It, if okay. Kate does again, I'm just a fan <laughs> out there. If Kate doesn't win some kind of award for her performance, I'm cracking skulls. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna put that out there. I think. Well, I mean. Well, is, is there some kind of thriller? Is there some violence? Is there it's, edge in there? It's, it's, you know, I think all of that, what you just mentioned, it's the cinematic right when we were talking about something cinematic. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to take this out. OK, no, anyway. no. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I recommend okay. you watch that if you have time. It's it's kind of emotional. So I, I don't know if you want to watch it right before you go on stage. So mayor, it's, mayor, mayor of what? Mayor of East Town. M-A-R-E. Okay. Mayor of East Town. Got it. So it's brand new. It's going, but, it's uh, going in the queue. Yeah, uh, I think you'll really appreciate it. But man, uh, Stevie, this has been such an honor, man. Do you have any last Thanks, words? Sonny. Any shout outs? Anything yeah. you'd like to plug in as far as Bug Cherry and Hell, Hellbound? Hellbound. Hellbound. <laughs> Hellbound. 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 June twenty fifth, we'll see. We'll see you out there. At yeah, the rock and, show. and I'll see you guys here in Dallas. I know you guys are playing in Fort Worth technically, but that counts as Dallas. Okay. I always count it as Dallas. But um, everyone, everyone who's listening, right. this is Stevie D from Buck Cherry Hellbound, June twenty fifth, yes, Roundhill Music. If you could do me a favor and Stevie a favor, buy the record. I still buy records that's yeah. sitting in the corner of my room. It's a simple request. Yeah. 
but the bands can't do it without your help. And don't forget, you can listen to this podcast interview on all major podcast streams out there. Uh, check us out our interview on fire.com. Stevie, have a great show tonight, man. You guys have a great tour. Thank you. Uh, I look Thank forward you. to seeing you guys here in Dallas. All right, man. All right. All right. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.